Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. We're in the summer psalms, and the reason why we want to embed this together and I suppose flow, it's not as if this is a separate section that's going to be separate to this as well. We recognize that even when it comes to the book of Psalms, this was a, a key moment, a key story, a key part in another family's chapter in, in the family of the children of Israel. And, and what we actually recognize from the Psalms is this. Let me just flick up a couple of things briefly, and then we're going to get straight into Psalm 1. But the Psalms themselves were a collection of 150 ancient Hebrew poems, songs, and prayers from throughout Israel's history. This was right from the period of, of uh, the kings, right to the moment of exiles. There's just different moments and different... Um, Different situations that happened. Phil this morning, and even if you've been following with the devotions, was in Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes 3, you referenced it this morning, Phil, there's a season for everything. There's a season for everything under heaven. Season to be, to be born, a season to die, a season to plant, a season to harvest, to reap. There, there's a season for everything. And what we see and recognize is that from the story of the children of Israel, as it happened, as it progressed from this family, is that what birthed out of that were certain poems and songs and prayers as they journeyed through different seasons of life. And one of the things that I love about the Psalms, which we're going to be pulling out as we go through it, is that the Psalms almost give us a language and articulation, even as we journey through some of, some of those seasons. Do you ever have moments where you're, you're journeying through some difficult moments, and even in your prayer language, you don't know what to pray <laughs> And one of the things that I love about the Psalms is that it's, it's a language that as this family, as the children of Israel were journeying through different seasons of life, there was poems, there were songs, there were prayers that come out. And it's this family that the writers of the New Testament say that we as the church of Jesus Christ have been grafted into. This is our family. And so from this, what we're going to be saying is that we're simply going to just unpack just what are some of the, 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 the things that we can glean from this. What are some of the things that the Father desires to speak and to teach us? The Psalms are structured in lots of different ways. Five books that you'll see just structured in this way. You've got an ending point um, to, eat to the Psalms as well. The last four chapters that you see here that are just pretty much a hallelujah, a song, a praise. And then we're going to go right back to the beginning. Psalms 1 and 2. Different writers. King David wrote 70-odd Psalms. Um, Moses and Solomon wrote three of them. I think there was different priests, different people involved with the temple, 40, I think there's 49 of them that anonymous that didn't know who they were, different writers, different moments, different expressions. But today we start right at the beginning. And in Psalm chapter one, let, let me just say this, the reason why I want to do this at the beginning, we've just finished in a series of Welcome Holy Spirit. And Phil and I have been saying this to one another. The last thing we want to say is, right, we'll tick the box. We've, we've focused on the Holy Spirit. Now we can shelve that. And now we're going to focus on the Psalms. We're not going to try and separate this. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to leave space for the Spirit to speak to us personally through the written word. This is what we want to do with this. And today I just want to read the scriptures. We're going to leave space almost in a lectio and allow the Spirit to speak to us and speak to you personally. Before I share just for the last 10 minutes, just two or three of my own thoughts, I'd rather leave space for the Spirit to speak to you. If you have a Bible with you, it's going to be on the screens, but if you have a Bible with you, why don't you take it out if you've got it even on a device. We're in Psalm chapter 1. This is the NIV, 
um, version of this that you'll see in the screens. And so, Holy Spirit, we welcome you amongst us this morning. Holy Spirit, we just welcome your words of life. And Father, we just thank you for your, your words to us this morning. And as we read it, give us ears to hear what you're saying to us this morning. Lead us, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Let's, let's read this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. What I want to do just for a moment, I just want to leave space just in stillness and silence as you continue to read these words from the screen or on your own device. And just allow the Spirit to speak to you. Before I share anything, allow the Spirit to speak to you and ask what is God saying to you as you read the Psalms. Or read over it yourself just in the stillness just for a minute. Psalm 1 again, let's just read this. This is a different version, the NLT. It says this, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do, but not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly. But the path of the wicked leads to destruction. Thank you, Father, for your word this morning. And, and just as, as I read this during the week and um, even a bit more yesterday as well, just preparing for today, you know, what I recognize is even in terms of our series as we're focusing on family, we're looking and hearing stories from our family and as we sit here as the family of God, but the Psalms begin to introduce us in terms of the narrative of this story. Psalm 1 straight away starts to pinpoint for us, actually, what are some of the family traits of what it is to be part of the family of God? You know what it's like 
in your own family, if I was to ask you, what are some of the, the traits, the habits, certain things that you do within your family? You could probably think of one or two things that you know is characteristic to you and your home and to your family. And you know that you recognize it slightly different when you go to the family, another family, and you sit through as they engage in some of those different ways. It can be very different. And yet what Psalm 1 leads us into, it allows us to get a glimpse and an understanding. There are certain things, all the Psalms allow us to say this in essence, but in Psalm 1, it begins with a very key characteristic attribute in terms of the family trait and that, that we begin to see and unpack with us. And so as we, um, as we look at the Psalms, we begin to see actually for us as the family of God and as Christians, these are traits that are important for us to hold on to. And straight away, what we're told in Psalm 1 is the significance of what it is, even when it comes to key moments in our lives. You know how easy it is just to, to want to get advice? Any of you in moments like that, maybe where you've gone through, you just really want advice and wisdom from people? Yeah? We've all been through moments like that. Maybe we're in the middle of moments like that at the moment. We go from person to person. So, oh, what do you think? Should I do this and this and this? And yet what the psalm begins to introduce us to is that the significance of what it is to understand the Father's way and what he's saying. And the first trait that I just simply want to just say this morning that's crucial for us to grasp the significance of the words is this. Psalm 1 tells me this. The family trait of what it is to be part of the family of God is that we are those who delight, delight in the Father's voice. Delight in the Father's voice and the, the weightiness of what that actually means. Listen to what the psalm says. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Delight. Imagine what it is to delight in the words of God. Delight. Jesus the reason why we know we can delight is because Jesus even came and revealed us to us this verse, which we repeat time and time again. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have life in the fullest way possible. And Peter actually said this about Jesus and about his words. Listen to what it says in John 6. He said, Peter said this to Jesus. Jesus, you have words that in themselves have eternal life. And what we need to grasp in this this morning just briefly is the significance of every word that we read every word that is in scripture every word that even as we take time to be still and to listen to what the holy spirit speaks to us every word that comes from the father is potent is laced with life this is what a good father does he desires to lead us it's it's potent with life it's laced with life no word is wasted that we see in it and this is why the significance of what we're told to do as we come to the word is that we're told to meditate on every word i know phil has said this many times as well from the front but you know you get your devotions and times and you're just sitting flicking through how many pages is this taken and we can, be, we can be almost apathetic about it sometimes. Oh, do we have to read this? Sometimes we do it almost out of duty or religiosity that we have to go through it. And yet it changes our focus and our understanding when we recognize as part of this family, as part of the family of God, one of the key attributes we have is that we can delight. We can delight in hearing the voice of our Father. We can delight in hearing when God speaks to us. And that's why when we come to these moments of reading the word and we're taking time, that's why we want to take time this morning to hear what the word's speaking to us. We want to honor it and to hear because these words are laced with life and direction and hope and potential for us. 
God said that there was life that he desired to lead us into. And so when it comes to the reading of Scripture, as we take time, that's why the questions Phil leads every morning. It's, we build it into lots of our other spaces. God, what are you saying to me? What's the life that you're bringing to me through this? How we take time. And even when it comes to the voice of the Spirit, yes, we believe the Spirit's speaking to us through the Word. But do you know those moments when you just sense the Spirit speaking to you during the day? how quickly sometimes we can just, we can either move on from that and move on to something else rather than taking time to delight in the voice. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? How are you leading me forward? Because the reality is, is that in, as God speaks to us through the written word, as we delight in it, ultimately as a father who loves us, as a father who loves us, he desires life. Imagine the difference that that means do you know why sometimes Christianity can just, for many people, can just be that dry, drab thing? And yet for us, as the family of God, this is what we're invited into. And guys, this is the invitation for us in this season. The words this morning, there's a season for everything in this season. In this season, an invitation to experience life more and more and more. You may have experienced it already in a measure, but there's more there's more that he has for you. And what the psalmist actually goes on to reveal to us is that another distinguishing feature for us is not just about those who delight in the Father, but it's also that we get to flourish in the Father's ways. We get to flourish in the ways of the Father. This is what it says in Psalm 1. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. I was really caught by that word planted um, and one of, I am a, the worst gardener that you can imagine. I'm really, really bad at it. So if you want someone to come and look after your garden, do not invite me, right? <laughs> I'm really, really bad. But I remember in our last house, Jerry, you're really into your gardening, aren't you? Um, you love it. But I remember in our last house, we, we had done some landscape. I didn't do the landscaping, obviously, but we did some landscaping and we got some new plants and uh, they sat for a long while in their little tiny pots, <laughs> They weren't planted, right? They sat in their little tiny plant pants, I was about to say, in their little tiny pots. These plants were there. And I was watering them the odd time, and, but nothing really was happening. And, uh, and the reality is that when it comes to that idea, the size of the pot or the container the plant is planted in determines the size it grows to and al almost the fruit that's yielded from it. And what happened in that moment when suddenly it was taken from the pot and it was planted in the ground, suddenly it started to thrive and it started to grow. And yet, even in that, the analogy that the psalmist uses with this, when we actually are those people who delight, imagine this, delight, <laughs> Delight in what the Father is saying. Delight in the ways that he is leading us into. When we live our lives like that, when we prioritize our lives like that, when we prioritize the voice of the Father in our lives like that, the analogy and the image that's given to us is that we are those that are planted, it says, here along the riverbank. Imagine what that. Imagine the picture of it, that almost that it's not in little tiny pots that I had planted in such a way that suddenly there's no limitation with this. It starts to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. But listen what it's planted beside, beside the riverbank, this living water, this flow of living water. I years ago used to do Duke of Edinburgh and um, I, I did my bronze and silver. And I remember in the beginning of the bronze, they brought you up the mountains and they're trying to teach you all these things. And one of the most crucial things they taught us was this, when you run out of water, Here's the place where you fill your water bottle up and here's the place where you don't, right? So when you get these little still 
pools of water. This is the part where you don't fill it up. Because this is the part where Mr. Sheep comes to take a drink and also comes to do some other business and this little bit of still water. And so you're not going to fill your water from here, but you bring it to the, the river where it's flowing rapidly. And the, in this flow of water, this life-giving water, this fresh water, the supply that it brings, everything in terms of this life-giving with it. And this, this is the analogy that the psalmist brings us to. Imagine what it is to be planted, not on something that's stagnant, <laughs> Not on something that can almost take away from us, but something that is life-giving to us. This is why Jesus used these words. And with this, we're almost finished. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. He said again in John 7, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he means the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. And the, the truth that we start to grasp in this is the significance of what it creates in us, the life-giving source that it creates in us, but also the flow that it brings to other people. The psalmist tells us this, that we are those who will prosper when we live our lives in such a way that we delight, like I mean delight, delight in the voice of God, not that it's odd that we have to again, but we delight, suddenly our lives start to, what does it mean for you to prosper? What would you want that to mean for you to prosper? Not that I mean in a monetary sense, by the way, but what, what would like a, a successful, prosperous life look like for you? This is where the psalmist, actually the Hebrew word that's used for prosper here, Robbie, you're going to love that I'm using this boy, is the word Salah. That's like a, a Liverpool football, player, football player's name. It's the only time I'll reference a Liverpool player, Robbie, all right? So Salah was the Hebrew word for this. It means prosper. It's found 55 times in the Old Testament, and it communicates the idea of success or a victory. And this is where it comes from, this imagery that when we root ourselves, our lives can be successful, Successful, again, not in terms of how other people would deem success and the advice and influence that other people would give you, but the fullness of life that the Father desires for you and your family to step into as we root ourselves in what it means to be part of this family, as we delight ourselves in the voice of the Father, as He leads us into the good plans that He has for us, we will find success in our lives based on what God says for us, what God speaks. Do you want that? Wouldn't we want that for our lives? Deliver lives in such a way that we could be led by the Father. And these are the beautiful words that are spoken by the Lord. This is why this imagery reminds us of this in Joshua 1 verse 8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Don't just skim over it. <laughs> Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And then you will be prosperous, Salah, and successful prosperous in our lives. We want this for one another, don't we? You want this for your family. You want this for your life and what it is to delight in the Lord. There's, there's, other, there's other things we could say with this. Just one other word. Let me just say this, then we're going to pray. Another family trait is simply this, that we would know the Father's closeness. Verse 6 finishes by saying this, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly. The Hebrew word for the word watches here is actually the word yada. It's, it's the word that's used for intimacy. 
It's not where simply he watches over like that he's up in heaven and he's simply just looking down at us, but it's where he comes close. It's the words yada. It's like it's the depth of intimacy where Adam, yada, Eve. It's there, there was, there's an intimacy, the depth of connection in this. And imagine what it is, the invitation to us of intimacy in this, in this moment. And as we step into the summer series, as we step into a summer season where Phil started this morning in Ecclesiastes, there's a season for everything. All I just really feel this morning, the Spirit speaking to us, there's an invitation for us to flourish. In this season, in this moment for you, and it might be that as you look at what's going on even in your life individually, maybe within your family, it might be, I don't, you would love that, but it feels a bit like that feels distant. There's an invitation this morning of what it is for us to flourish. And the way that we do that is that we delight in the voice of the Father. We're going to get glimpses as we go through the Psalms over the next number of weeks of some of the the ways that the Father for us as a family desires to lead us and to speak into our lives. And as we do it and as we center ourselves, this is our prayer that we would be like those that would be not in the little pots, but that we would be those that would be planted, planted by living water. Imagine what it could be like for us. And this is, I just want to pray that for us. This morning, as you've allowed the Spirit to speak to you, we will we'll take much more time over the next number of weeks to teach into the Psalms and what God is saying. But I just feel it's important for us. Let's not just park our Holy Spirit series over here and then let's just wait on other people to tell us. Let's depend on the Spirit to speak to us because as we do this and we allow him to speak through his Spirit to us day and daily as we delight ourselves in what God is saying, this is the promise for us that we would be led into fullness of life, those planted by streams of living water. And that's where we just want to say, yes, God, we want that force. Stand with me this morning, will you, just as we finish. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your voice to us as a father who loves us. Thank you how you came and you revealed that to us more and more through your son, Jesus. Thank you that you come and you presence yourself and you speak it to us day and daily through your Holy Spirit. And so God, in this season, over this summer period, God, as a people, we just want to commit ourselves just to delight ourselves in your voice to listen to you. God, we just pray, give us ears to hear what you are saying to us. Give us boldness in our hearts to desire to follow after you. And God, I just pray that, Lord, over every life individually and for every family home. God, I just pray that this would be a season of flourishing, flourishing in the ways of the kingdom. God, flourishing, God, and coming alive because of what you will deposit and release in our lives. And for what you have for us, we open our hands and say yes to that. God, we center ourselves in you. We delight ourselves in you. And God, I just pray that this summer season, God, for us would just be a moment, God, for all of us, just of knowing what it is, knowing what it is, God, to be planted by streams of water. Come, Holy Spirit, we just pray, lead and guide us this week. And uh, yeah, help us to be obedient and faithful just to follow you in everything that you say. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website 
at emmanuel-church.co.uk.